0: So if you're ready to be bloat-free, poo better, have more energy, and become free from the fear of food, then you are in the right place. Hello, and welcome back to the Nourish Gut podcast. Today, I would like to talk to you about mold. So this is something that's coming up in my world a lot at the moment and i think it's no surprise and it's really timely that we have this discussion because there are a lot of people around australia that are being affected by weather changes especially up on uh, in new south wales and queensland and naturally up up in queensland this is something that you would always kind of need to be on top of or uh, screening for to make sure that the mold isn't affecting you but I've been hearing from family, from friends, from colleagues at the moment living up in those areas and obviously Northern Territory, I'm sure WA, even in Melbourne, I have had patients um, chronically affected by mold. And it is really important that we are aware of this and how it affects our body. And one thing in particular that I want to talk about today is that it can actually affect the gut and we can actually start to see symptoms or it can be an underlying cause for something like SIBO. And so many people don't realize that. And if that mold isn't removed and treated and eliminated from the body or the exposure to, um, then you may never fully recover uh, from your gut issues. So when people come to see me and work with me on my Nourish Gut program, one of the important things that we need to do is actually look at the reason why they have SIBO or IBD or IBS or food intolerances and mold um, and SERS, which is the chronic inflammatory response that occurs in response to mold and infections, is one of the really big things that we need to be addressing. Now, last week, I actually had Jules Galloway um, present to the practitioners on my practitioner mentoring program, and she presented on mold and SIBO. And then last week as well, uh, one of my patients and one of the group calls, just we started talking about mold and then before we got to the end of the call, there was about five people that were telling me that, you know, they live, they, uh, live with mold, um, you know, like black mold on their walls or one patient works in a hospital as a nurse and the hospital is covered in mold. Like she literally has to like wipe it off things. Um, Jules herself, uh, who was a fellow naturopath and colleague, she lives up in Queensland and she was having to literally wipe mold off her leather couches. And it gives me like a little bit of the heebie-jeebies. I think I've realized that I have a little bit of a fear around mold and mold growing. And I find it really, yeah, overwhelming to think about having to live with that. Um, And then another patient said to me that there was chronic. She's one of my SIBO patients. And she said, yes, I've had, you know, one to two years of chronic mold exposure. And that, you know, and then I said, okay, when did that start? And she said, God, when my gut issues started. So, that is a really key thing to ask yourself if you're listening and you have SIBO or IBS or IBD. When did all of this start? Like, when and why? And what was going on in your life at that time? And start to peel back the layers a little bit. And then ask yourself, well, what was going on in your life? You know, did you travel and get sick? Or were you living in a house that has mold and mold exposure? Because, you know, we really need to be looking at that and taking it seriously because we also have um, you know with that chronic chronic inflammatory response in response to the mold this is what the really big issue is because now we're talking about upregulated inflammation in our body okay and this is why the symptoms of you know mold toxicity are so varied you know the common ones are really like fatigue and pain um, and, and often gut issues. Um, But, you know, it can range from, you know, so many different things from headaches to um, anxiety, depression, mood issues, even skin issues. Um, Some patients get that racing heart and palpitations, Uh, nerve um, and muscle pains is really, really common. Insomnia and even kind of dysregulated immune and hormonal functioning as well. And the reason why is commonly because of this upregulated inflammatory response that's happening in the body because the body is like switching the immune system on and off, on and off the adaptive and the innate immune system can get involved here. And you know, the immune system is really, really complex. And I don't want to kind of go into the complexity of that today because we're talking about trillions of different cells and modulatory cells and things like that. And this is a really big complex thing to start talking about. And I want to keep today really simple, but when we start to trigger, you have the onset of the infection where all the exposure to the mold, it disrupts the immune system. And then inflammation is a really big part of that. And then the symptoms are a cause of that inflammation and the disruption to the immune system. So this is what we need to work on. So if we're just treating the gut, right, with the antimicrobials and things like that, and these herbs that we're using in therapies might have secondary actions within the immune system and things like that. But if we're not actually addressing, you know, removing the mould or removing the mold and you know detoxing essentially parts of the body and, and the immune system, uh, working on that as well, then you may relapse. And it is really common in SIBO to relapse, and even more common if you don't address the mould. So Dr. Shoemaker um, actually suggests that there's also a genetic susceptibility and that's actually the genes related to antigens, uh, which is, it's actually called HLA-DQ-DR genes, all right? And so this is now actually starting to look at genetic susceptibility and we're actually starting to see now that, you know, if you are um, susceptible, you're going to respond with that SERS and that real chronic inflammatory response and get neuroinflammation of the brain, right? Now, this is a term I'm just going to throw out there. Um, You know, it's something you're probably not going to hear from a specialist or a GP, but it basically means inflammation in the brain. Okay. Um, And we don't want that. We don't want that massive neuroinflammation because that's where you're going to start to see mood changes, anxiety, brain frog, energy disruption as well. So yes, we need to treat the SIBO, but could your SIBO or IBS or gut symptoms be a result of mold? I betcha I've got your brain ticking. So what I'd love you to do is to just have a look around your home. Like look on the walls, look in the bathroom, look in the kitchen, Uh, you know, especially if you are up on the coastlines, you know, and in those really humid and you've had a lot of rain recently, um, even check under your beds, check in your wardrobes, check your leather couches, check everything and see, you know, someone even told me that there was like mold growing on their chopping board like, Oh my God, this stuff freaks me out. <laughs> like, I don't know about you listening, but it is really full on at the moment. So please go and check your house. So that is the first step. Okay. And the second step is if you've got it, you need to remove it. Now I know that that re-exposure is going to be really hard in some of these areas, but looking at deep cleaning, like have a system in your house where, you know, okay, this week we clean the study right and it i'm talking not just like wiping the desk or anything like that this needs to be a deep clean like you're going to have to stay on top of this and if you have a chronic disease um, and you're really really suffering i would even be questioning as to whether being in that environment or in those humid uh, places a long term is the right thing for you because if you're constantly being exposed that's going to constantly trigger the immune system constantly upregulate inflammatory pathways okay so I think you're gonna to have to make big decisions too in terms of your health um, if you feel like you can't get away from it now in states more like Melbourne and Victoria you may actually be able to remove that and then sometimes it's gonna be deep in the walls like I've um, heard a story where you know the bath overfilled and it went through down into the lower level of the house um, and so they fixed all of the lower level stuff however The actual bathroom in itself didn't get fixed. And then it was a reoccurring issue there as well. So you may need to get new plaster. You may need to do renovations as part of this. Um, So I understand that it's not a quick fix. But I think that, you know, we can't really go in and uh, go really big. I mean, we can. I, I take that back, actually. We can go in and treat and support your body while you're being exposed and, and actually treat this stuff that's going on alongside your SIBO treatment. But unless you remove the you know the trigger and the, the, the thing that's causing it, I question how much of a difference we're going to be able to make. So the first thing is you need to remove it. Do whatever you can to remove that mold and then speak to your healthcare practitioner. Like if you already have a naturopath or a GP, let them know that you're being exposed and if you have a chronic condition or any of the symptoms that I spoke about earlier on today then look at getting that treated Um, and there are so many amazing ways that we can um, number one screen for this Um, if you reach out to your naturopath they will have tests that you can do they've got questionnaires that you can do you can get that genetic test done uh, to see if you're susceptible because if you're positive for that then there's a huge likelihood that it's going to be a really big issue for you as well. And if you're currently being treated for SIBO and you're listening to this and you're like, shit, I (laughs) um, have got mold in my house and maybe you've had multiple rounds of antimicrobials or you've tried treating the SIBO and you feel better while you're getting it treated and then you come off your treatment plan and you relapse and you've been exposed to mold, and I think looking at this type of treatment um, at the same time or even post-SIBO treatment um, is really, really effective. Sometimes if I identify this in my patient early on, and I have this as part of my screening, um, so any practitioner that is currently listening Put this as part of one of the very first questions that you ask and dig deep. You know, get better clinical uh, processes and questioning that digs into this type of stuff with your patients so that you can identify if it's going on. Because I would almost look at addressing this really early on in the treatment plan as well, Um, uh, you know, in those first couple of months of treatment. Or you may even as a practitioner decide to address this first get that inflammation down. That's typically a goal that I have with every patient that I work with whether that be you know gut issues or you know reproductive issues or when there's mental health issues going on it has all been driven by inflammation. So I find that a really effective way to start off when I'm treating my patients regardless but I would be definitely, definitely doing it in a bigger capacity if i was also um dealing with mold so definitely something to pop on your to-do list as a um practitioner so i think once you've kind of gone through checked your you know even your car (laughs) like this stuff is like growing like crazy so yes check your home check everything um and then Once you feel like you've removed it, then you could start some treatment focusing on inflammation. Uh, Even like histamines may be a really big thing to look at. So, you know, this is where you'd be working with your practitioner and implementing some diet and supplements and things like that. You may need to use agents to bind what are called the mycotoxins in your system and get them removed from from the system. Um, uh, But again, if you're going to be removing them, you know are you just going to get get exposed again so you cannot you know overlook that first step of, of getting you know uh getting rid of it getting the house tested do whatever you have to do to make sure that's not happening you know and then we need to as a naturopath in terms of naturopathic treatment you need to heal the gut you know we need to look at nutrient support liver support Is there stress going on? Um, What else is going on for this individual? Do they have SIBO? Do they have IBS? Do they have IBD? Um, And, you know, this is where things can get really, really complex. And this is why, you know, one of the things I always talk about on my podcast, on my social media, on my program is everyone is different. You know, we all have different driving factors. We all have different causes. We all have different genetic makeups. We all live our life really differently, and that creates a very different, unique picture that needs different types of treatment. Okay, so half of the people on my program may have been exposed for mold, exposed to mold. Sorry, and that means they would be undergoing a really different treatment, right? Um, but they may not be stressed. But then the next person who's got mold may be really stressed. So I hope you're really starting to get a little bit of an understanding through listening to my podcast on how individual personalized healthcare is so, so important because we need these plans that, you know, address different areas. And, you know, this is what I do through my program is move people through the different body systems. And, you know, we talk about vitamin D and stress and emotional well-being and mold and all of these things to make sure that it's not just treat the parasite, treat the H. pylori, treat the SIBO. You know, we have to be looking at the whole body and the whole system so that we can see proper resolution of what's going on, okay? And that can involve things like diet and supplements and things like that as well, but you need to be working with a health practitioner, You know, and there's lots of awesome naturopaths that, you know, if you're listening and you're just exposed, you know, you don't believe you have IBS or SIBO or IBD, then please reach out to me because I can find you someone who, you know, because I only work with patients primarily with those type of gut issues, chronic gut issues. Um, So, you know, you may be listening in today because you have mold, a chronic mold exposure, but you're not like that classic gut patient Please just send me a message and i will happily flick you through some suggestions for amazing practitioners doing a lot of work in just the mold area Obviously, if you are a patient who are presenting with, you know, IBS or SIBO or IBD like symptoms um, and you believe you've been exposed to mold or you're currently living in mold and you're concerned about that, that I would absolutely love to work with you. Um, So please reach out if you've got any questions about the first steps in in taking that, you know, leap into working with me to resolve all of those things. Because it really is important. You know, some of these things, uh, especially mold, um, you need to do it properly. You know, you really need to work with a healthcare practitioner because you can even get, um, you know, hexmia reactions where things could get really bad in the short term, you know, and you need to be working with someone who can uh, manage all of that at the same time as well. And, you know, I think looking at, you know, SIBO relapse, it is the absolute, you know, what am I trying to say? That if you're relapsing and you haven't looked into mold, that is an absolutely important area to, to start doing right now. So I would love to know, have you been affected by mold? Do you currently have mold in your home and you may be freaking out a little bit? And do you have gut symptoms? Send me a message, comment, like come over on my socials or send me an email. Like I want to know because this is going on a lot. I cannot stop talking about this at the moment. Um, And if you need help, I would love to help you or find a practitioner that would be wonderful to help you as well. So if you would like to continue this discussion in any capacity, please don't be shy (laughs) um and yeah hopefully it's kind of uh opened up your eyes a little bit to the world of you know mold and chronic inflammation responses that happen in the body and there's going to be a lot of people running around (laughs) after this checking their house for mold and i think it's really important that we all do this so yeah i'll speak to you on the next podcast and i can't wait to speak to some of you who may be experiencing some of this stuff and just remember to stay calm and there's always ways that you can um you know fix this and get rid of it all right bye did you like what you heard leave us a review if you'd like to learn more about my nourish Gut program or the nourish gut kids membership head over to my website Would you like to be a part of a community that gets it? Join our Facebook group, Nourish Gut Community, or come and follow me over on Instagram. All of these links can be found in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time on the Nourish Gut Podcast.